Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, we're here, baby. A little J. Cole on a football Sunday. Week one games have already kicked off. It's finally back. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Get us at us on Twitter. Ty D. Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 27 on Instagram as well. 800-919-3776. Before we go around the league, Brandon, let's take Steve in Tennessee, who's been waiting patiently. What's up, Steve? Uh, this is Scuba Steve. <laughs> Actually, my name is Ruben. Nice. Uh, it's an honor to talk to you, Ty, and Brandon Jacobs. You were a beast, a huge fan. I'm a Giants fan from life. Um, basically, I was just ta- I was just calling to talk about how under the radar the Giants are. Chris Canty basically blew out all of my same <laughs> point of views about the Giants. They're better on defense. The defensive line is better. The offensive line is better. They have more weapons. Second year under Brian Dable, and yeah, I expect them to do much better than most of the sports pundits. Um, basically, you know, expect them to do. Well, we appreciate the call, Steve, and I think uh, Brandon's right there with you. Brandon has the, the yeah. Giants going to the championship game. Yeah, man, you know, I'm a giant at heart, man. I'm a giant that pumps through my blood. Um, you know, I think they got a chance. I, I mean, I, I really do. I mean, I, I'm going to say the Giants, Philadelphia, and San Francisco 49ers, those are two of the three teams who's going to be in the championship game this year. Well, we're going to have to put something on the table, bro, because clear. So I, a caller asked me earlier, what are my expectations for the Jets? I think the Jets get to the championship game. I think the Jets are going to lose in the championship game to the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this team in Cincinnati, now they were a play away of going from going back to the Super Bowl last year, back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for Joe Barrow. He just got paid. We know Jamar Chase is going to be the next one to get paid. Their offensive line still has some issues, but they've got so many weapons. They lost Hayden Hurst, so we'll see how that affects them. They still have a ton of weapons. T. Higgins there, of course, Joe Mixon out of the backfield, and their defense can bring it. I just think that right now, uh, they are in best position to do it. Kansas City, we don't know what's happening with Chris Jones. Uh, but uh, I think the Jets will get to the championship game. You got the Giants going to the championship game. So at some point, we got to come up with a, with a wager for us, bro. Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC championship. Bills, game. Ravens. Yeah, All right, so let's, ta- so let's go around the league. Let's talk about some of the bigger storylines. Are people sleeping on Baltimore? Because last Absolutely. year, Lamar, you know, he missed a, a, a lot of time. And it's like we forgot just how good he was. He won, a, won an MVP a couple years ago. Their defense is still good. They've added OBJ, Zay Flowers. Looks like uh, Mark Andrews is inactive, so he's dealing with an injury. But people sleeping on the Baltimore Ravens, huh? Yeah, I think people are definitely sleeping on the Baltimore Ravens, man. I think they got they got Lamar back. You know, they, they all negotiated there. Like, they're, they're fine. They, they added Odell Beckham, which is, I think there's two of, two of the most explosive football players in the National Football League that has Put, that's been put together on the same football team, and I want to see what it ends up being. I think they got a legit chance of going to the Super Bowl and winning it. 
And they still have, obviously, one of the best coaches in football, John Harbaugh. They also added a receiver, Nelson Aguilar. So, I mean, this is the team to be reckoned with. I, I think because of the success of Cincinnati, we've forgotten about the Ravens. And, you know, Todd Munkin comes in there as the offensive coordinator. He's going to try to instill an offense that is more conducive to being a, a little bit more pass-heavy as opposed to what they were running before. So I think the question is, can Lamar? do you think Lamar Jackson can become a guy who can you know, beat you with his arm as well as with his legs? Absolutely. I mean, the guy is, is a is an astronomical athlete. And it's not that he can't throw the football. You know, he, he, he can throw the football. He's a little bit inconsistent when it comes to accuracy. But when you run around as much as he do, I mean, guys are just – a lot of guys are just going to be open. you got to continue to cover a guy like Odell Beckham, even when you got Lamar Jackson back there running around. So you can't ever stop covering. I think adding, you know – and, and and that's why I said two of the most explosive players in the football, you know, in the National Football League. I think the man can still play with the best, and I think he have an MVP type season. Niners right now are in the red zone uh, against the Steelers. So my pick so far not looking so good. I uh, Christian McCaffrey gets to about the ten yard line. So we'll keep you posted on everything that's happening uh, in the NFL. A uh, Panthers Falcons. So we know. Bryce Young's making his debut today for Carolina. They've got, you know, some some weapons there. Added Thielen, added DJ Clark. They've got Hayden Hurst, who I mentioned Cincinnati lost. He he goes there. Miles Sanders, their running back. So their offense is going to be set up pretty nicely to help, you know, Bryce Young in his evolution as a quarterback. Meanwhile, the Falcons, uh, that's a team that, in my estimation, can win a bad division. Uh, we'll see what happens with Desmond Ritter because we're still learning about him. But Bijan Robinson, some folks have argued he was probably the best player in the draft. They've got Kyle Pitts. So, you know, th- those are two fascinating teams to watch in that NFC South. That was a terrible division last year. And I think adding Bryce Young to it has made the Carolina Panthers better than the other three teams. I got the, I, I got the Panthers winning that division. By the way, quick score update. Uh, Brock Purdy throws a touchdown. So the Niners go up quickly on that Steelers defense. It looks like Brandon Ayuk was the recipient of the touchdown. Uh, Pittsburgh in a quick hole early in this game. Moving on to the AFC North. You got the Bengals on the road in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson, another forgotten about quarterback. Played just six games last year. The Browns go 3-3. Three and three. Do you see him getting back to where he was prior to, you know, all of the, let's just say, off-the-field issues, uh, you know, before those played them? I don't know. I, I I can't say getting back to where he was because I never really thought Deshaun was a great a uh, 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 franchise type quarterback. I never really did think that about him. I think that's that is probably the worst. Not probably. That is no question the worst negotiating contract that <laughs> any organization could do in the history of the league. Two hundred and thirty M's guaranteed, man. Yeah, that's the, that is that. And now people want to get mad at all these guys that want most of their contract, if not all of their contract, guaranteed. If you're going to do that, give somebody $230 million guaranteed, and he hasn't really even proved anything. He hasn't really proved anything. Barely any playoff appearances, no wins. Like, what has he done to be able to get that much money? And you know he was going into a suspension because of all the off-the-field stuff. So it was insane. And you know GMs, all over, owners all over the league were, were annoyed with Cleveland for doing that. Yeah, uh, but, that, that was the worst. <laughs> so let's go to uh, Indianapolis where the Colts are starting a rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Viewed as a little bit uh, of 
you know, I, I would say more of a project than, you know, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. But he's going to have a chance there in Indianapolis immediately to, to make a statement. As a running back, I got to ask you this. What the hell are they doing with Jonathan Taylor? Like, I, I, I get where the, the league is moving toward. You don't want to overpay for a running back who's, you know, losing it or, you know, escaping his prime. But this is a young 24-year-old stud. You're trying to build up your rookie quarterback. Why the hell would you not want to pay Jonathan Taylor? I have no idea why Indianapolis is really treating a guy like that. I mean, honestly, when you find a running back, a good running back, you got to treat him like gold. You know, that's why they understand the whole Saquon Barkley thing. I, and I understand the Giants was in the hole from paying Galladay and they didn't have it to go against the cap, so on and so forth. They, I, I know the Giants wanted to give Saquon exactly what it is he wanted. I know they did. I, I just don't think the money was there like they wanted it to be. But this whole situation with Taylor, I don't I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that people say, well, you, you can find a running back anywhere. I don't think that's necessarily true. You can find a running back anywhere to make the 11th guy on the field. But finding an effective one that you know you know that's going to help you win it's not easy to do that yeah this guy was in the mvp conversation a couple of years ago to so to, for a team that i mean you're not a contender you're, you're in the cellar of your division so i would think that in hopes of evolving and developing your young quarterback you would like one of the best players in football to be in his backfield so it just doesn't make any sense where are you on trevor lawrence as far as the quarterback hierarchy I like Trevor. I like Trevor. I think he has a a, a great upside. I think, um, you know, being around and, you know, I think he needs to get meet up with, you know, guys like Brady, have conversations, spend the offseason with some of those guys, man. And I I honestly think he has the size. He has the ability. His arm is great. I I think, you know, he got really down there with him now in Jacksonville. So I I honestly think Trevor Lawrence could be among the top quarterback, you know, in the National Football League as well. Buccaneers, Vikings, Tampa's going to be awful this year in a bad division. Terrible. Uh, they should be in the quarterback sweepstakes. Maybe they'll be bad enough to get their hands on Caleb Williams. Minnesota uh, made the playoffs last year, lost to your Giants, uh, lost Adam Thielen, lost Dalvin Cook. G- could you see them still having a, a, a puncher's chance in that NFC North and getting a playoff spot, either via the division or a wild card spot? Um. You know, they lost a lot, and I don't know if they will be able to. Because Thielen was really big in that yeah. offense on third down. Yep. He was really big in that offense on third, you know, on third down. And losing Cook, I'm I'm not sure if, um, if old Cousins could, can, can muster up some stuff um, with, you know, with uh, what he has there. I don't know. I got the Packers winning that division. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get to Jordan Love in a second. But you got the Packers winning that division. You think Minnesota gets in or no? Uh, I don't think they get in. I think th- I think we take three from the uh, NFC East. Ooh, so you've got uh, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles? Yep, that's what I got. All right, Titans-Saints, uh, another game where you see not a-, a rookie debut, but a debut of a quarterback for a new team, and that's Derek Carr with New Orleans. Expectations for him this season? Well, I could tell you this. I don't have any expectations for him th- this season, but being from Louisiana – it's a hell of a lot of people down there that got expectations from him. <laughs> they, you know, just like you said, he's not a rookie, so that's what they're looking at. This guy's not a rookie. He can come in and you know and, and be productive right away, and and push our team over the top. But I, I, I in the weak division, I don't see it I, again. I'm still giving it to Carolina, but I mean, 
I want the Saints to do well because that's my that's another one of my favorite teams. But I got to be honest, you know, I, I don't think they're going to do that well this year. I don't think their defense is going to is going to be able to stop many people. Niners up seven nothing on Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you make of the Trey Lance debacle uh, for for Shanahan and company to give all of those picks up to get him and then to quickly establish he's not the guy. Trade him to Dallas for a fourth round pick. Your observations on what went wrong in San Francisco. Well, I just think the guy went to the wrong team. Um, I do believe he can play ball. I do believe he's 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 going to be a good because. I mean, if you, if you think about the low at the two games or whatever it was he played, he didn't do bad. He didn't do bad. I think he was effective. I, I just think that he went to the wrong team. You had a young guy. Um, well, I shouldn't say young, but you had a guy that was behind Tom Brady forever in New England and Garoppolo. So he we we knew he knew how to play football. Obviously, um, I just think he went to the wrong team. I just think. I shouldn't say he went to the wrong team. I, I think the San Francisco 49ers front office did a horrible job on that draft. All right, let's move to Washington, where it's the beginning of a new era down in Washington with the Commanders. New owner, Dan Snyder, out. In comes Josh Harris. Meanwhile, the Cardinals, I mean, tell me you're tanking by showing me what you're doing with your roster. I mean, they've gotten rid of all of their best players. Hopkins is gone. Uh, you saw Isaiah uh, Isaiah Simmons get traded to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's on the pup list. He's going to miss at least the first four games, so they're tanking. Meanwhile, the Commanders, any chance for them to see, you know, Sam Howell might be their guy, especially with a good defense and some weapons on offense. Well, I'm I, if, well for me. I'm really interested to see what happened with Coach Bieniemy there uh, by being in Kansas City and having all the success in Kansas City. Uh, whether he was a reason for the success or not, he was in the room, you know, um, you know, creating a game plan. So, I think I think Washington will do much better. But I I think the other three teams in a division is just going to outwin them and and they won't make the playoffs. I don't know, you know, where it stands on on a Ron Rivera in his job, but um, I do think they're going to be better than what they were. I just think the division is going to be too strong. Yeah, man. It's, it's, oh, by the way, what'd you make of that story that had come out with uh, the the players not liking the coaching Eric Bieniemy was doing? That he was, you know, too hard on them. Did you see that story a, c- a couple weeks ago? I did, and we had opportunity to. Uh, to interview a couple of guys and um you know they say they they're not sure how that got out why that got out but no one had a problem with coach being me and his style of coaching and um but for me i say if if anybody did have an issue with it i for myself i needed a guy like tom coughlin i needed a guy like that to be to put structure in. i needed a guy like that to 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 really be on my back and i never really wanted to disappoint him because just just because of the way he was and 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 what he gave us you know i love coach coughlin so i needed a guy like that A, a tough guy coming in your team you know when you haven't really done anything you know this guy's coming from a winning organization super bowl after super bowl afc championship after afc championship i mean you couldn't they got lucky to get a guy like that. Yeah, it made no sense to me. And for Ron Rivera to, to volunteer that to the media, I just thought it was a bad job by him. Uh, you know, a coach who's been along, uh, around for a long time, it's putting him in a bad spot. And we know what the story is on Eric Bieniemy. Why has he not gotten his fair share? Why has he been, you know, not given an opportunity to, to get a head coaching job? We can look at the, the NFL's diversity problem. Don't, don't give me he's a bad interviewer. That doesn't make sense. He's good enough to interview to become your all 
OC, but when it comes to being your head coach, he's bad. So I just think that in light of, you know, the adversity he's faced and how hard the path has been for him to getting a head coaching job, it was just, a, uh, to me, a, a poor job by Ron Rivera to do that to him. You know, in, in, in talking about Eric Bieniemy and his in his in, in his interviews, I mean, I'm not sure how many interviews he had for head coaching jobs. Are you? I'm I'm not sure how many he had. Well, the like last couple of years, he's he's gotten some, but you know, people have said that you know, he's not a good interview like that because yeah, that's one of the reasons. How how are you? Like we see it happen all over football, and you know, you would know this better than anyone. You have a great year as an offensive coordinator, you're the hot candidate, especially in this league now where offense is everything. You know, Matt Nagy getting a job. You Shane Steichen got a job, you know, this past offseason. So all it takes is one, but for some reason this guy hasn't been able to get a head coaching gig. Well, well, do you think him going to the Commanders has put him in a position to be their next head coach? Cuz I'm not sure how I'm not sure how much time Rivera has there. I mean, that's interesting, but it, it's going to be isn't it going to be predicated on the growth of of Sam Howell? Like we got to see it because in order for him to garner that attention where he's looked upon as someone who could take over the operations, whether it be for them or anyone else, you'd have to see that offense pop. And I, I don't know that any of us is confident just based on what we've seen so far in a limited sample size to say that Sam Howell is going to be the real deal. Right. Right. I mean, he hasn't done anything, um, but th- but seeing reports they're really excited about Sam and they're really excited about what, you know, what he can do. So, I mean, having him team up with uh, Coach Bieniemy, who's been around Patrick Mahomes, you know, f- you know, for the last couple years and, and, and doing as much winning as they've done. I, I was really going to be interested to see, you know, what Coach Bieniemy can do with how. Texans-Ravens, that right now is scoreless. C.J. Straub making his debut for Houston. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson's back with some new weapons. So excited to see him. Yeah, but and, he just threw a pick, though. Yeah, he just threw a pick. 21 yards, one interception. Yeah. So, you know, that, that offense that's looking to get more, you know, pass happy. So far today, not off to a great start. You mentioned Jordan Love. You got the Packers winning the North. They've got a rivalry game, 425 today, against Chicago. You know, Bears fans are happy. Aaron Rodgers is no longer with the Packers. Packers. You got Green Bay getting to the playoffs, though. What's up I with that? Green Bay, I got Green Bay winning winning the division. I, I like Jordan Love. I think I think the kid has a lot of tools, both with his arm and on, and on the ground. I mean, this is 2023, and your quarterback has to be able to move around and be mobile. So, I think for I think just for that, you know, they haven't had that. Green Bay has not had that. They had, you know, they. Had, They've had quarterbacks that has been dormant to the pocket, and, and, and that's not what love is. So I'm, I'm looking to see, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what, you know, what they can do. It's going to fall on the defense. It's going to see, it's going to fall on defense uh, how many teams that they can actually stop. And I think they got a pretty decent defense. I really do. I want to see them. I really want to see what, you know, what they do this year. All right, a couple more games to discuss. Got to hit a quick break here. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 2 o'clock. Action already underway. Uh, Niners up 7 nothing. You got the Saints and the Titans tied at 3 apiece. You got the Jags just scored a touchdown on the Colts. They're up 7 nothing. So we'll continue to keep you posted on the scores and then go through the rest of the NFL slate as we are marching toward kickoff between the Giants and the Cowboys and, of course, the Jets and the Bills. That you know, a game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon. Brandon Jacobs, going your way till 2 o'clock right here, 98.7 ESPN. 
Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, quickly, let's go through the rest of the slate. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, Raiders, Broncos. You think there is a second act for Russell Wilson now that he's paired up with Sean Payton, or is is it over for uh, Russ? No, I'm, I'm not going to say it's over for Russ. I think Sean Payton is, is the guy for him. Um, you know, Sean Payton has been successful in the fo- you know in the National Football League, and we all know that. Uh, he had Drew Brees most of the time. Uh, I don't think there's any comparison in between those two players. But I think if anybody can get Russell Wilson back to where he needs to be, it's Sean Payton. Dolphins, Chargers. Is, is uh, Justin Herbert overrated, or do you feel like he's properly rated? Just got a big-time contract. Hasn't won a playoff game, but the Chargers are always in that conversation as far as you know making some noise in the AFC. No, I like Justin Herbert, man. I think he's a tough. I think he's a tough, uh, a tough, hard nosed hard hat, lunch pill type guy that's gonna come in and give you everything you got every week. Um, so I don't think he's overrated at all. I think he's right on. You high on Miami? I, I'm, the only reason I'm high on Miami is because of, they have a, a quarterback that like to run around, and you have two explosive wide receivers on on, on each side. That's gonna be really hard to stop. Rams, Seahawks. We know. Uh, the Rams are without Cooper Cup. Stafford was plagued by injury last year. They they just did not have the season that we anticipated coming off of winning a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, you have Geno Smith coming off of a career best year. They've got some weapons. Pete Carroll, still a, a, a great head coach. Uh, how do you see this division playing out? Well, I, I definitely with with the division with the uh, Seahawks. That's that's the 49ers. That that. That belongs to San Francisco. There, that you know, that that is no question about that. I like Geno Smith a lot, um, and, but you know, like we said earlier, the Rams is not far removed from the Super Bowl, and they got some of the same pieces. They, you know, they're missing Cooper Cup, obviously, which is a big part of their offense. Um, I just don't think without him is enough to hold off uh, uh, Geno Smith and uh, uh, Seahawks. 800-919-3776. Get back to your phone calls on the Jets and the Giants. We've got a half a half hour left in the program today. Anorad is next right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Time to decide. Are you in? Or are you out? Oh, let's do it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. So how this works is the producers are going to throw some statements at us and we will tell them whether or not we are in or out on said statement. For example, uh, Brandon Jacobs at the start of the show said the Giants going to the championship games. How you in or out on the Giants going to the championship game? I am out on that. Uh, But... (laughs) I'm out on that. Uh, How about this? It's a little teared up. Brandon, are you in or out on the stadium that exists right now in Jersey being called Jet Life Stadium? I'm definitely out on that. <laughs> they haven't done anything since that stadium been built. <laughs> All right, producers, take it away. Let's do it. All right, Ty and Brandon, let's start off this way. With the AFC East, of course, now going to Massachusetts because the Patriots, they take on the Eagles today. And... In recent seasons, it hasn't been good for the Patriots. Can you win with Mac Jones? And if not, then who takes the fall for that? And either way, you got to answer to Robert Kraft. So Bill Belichick, despite uh, being a few wins shy of of getting to um, the all-time wins mark, is feeling the heat. 
Are you in or out on this being Bill Belichick's last season in New England if things go bad? Oh, this is a spicy one. Am I in or out on that? So it sounds crazy, right? Bill Belichick, greatest head coach of all time. He's, what, 30 wins shy of tying Shula, uh, you know, for the most coaching wins in NFL history. He has to do that in a Patriot uniform. Uh, so why would you ever fire him? But I will say, man, like he hasn't drafted particularly well. Mac Jones has regressed, and part of it is because of what he did last year, bringing in you know Matt Patricia and and uh, Joe Judge to run his offense. Patriots have missed the playoffs the last two seasons, so if they miss it three straight years, could he be out? I'm gonna say I'm out on this being the last year of his head coaching uh, tenure in New England. I just can't see Robert Kraft doing that, so I'm out on that. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I mean, I know they haven't had the best uh, draft and free agency. Uh, not a great decisions weren't made, but from Robert Kraft as well. So he's he's a part blame as well. So I'll, I'm definitely out on with this being his last year. All right, gentlemen, Mike McCarthy. We all know him as the Cowboys head coach. And guess what? He had a brand new motto that he is going to kind of make the Cowboys motto this season. Let's hear him explain what Carpe Omnia means. The theme is Carpe Omnia. Sees everything. <laughs> Presented it to the, to the team today, and we have an empty picture frame uh, in, the, in the front of the team room, and you know, illustrating pictures say a thousand words. The reality of it is an empty frame is everything because it's all the possibilities, capabilities, you know, what's in front of us, and you know, are we going to do what we need to do every single day, everything that we possibly can do to fill that frame and be part of the history and tradition of the Dallas Cowboys. Carpe Omnia sees everything, in or out. That should be the Cowboys' motto this season. You started off, BJ. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. That's just ridiculous. But, hey, it's his team. It's what he wanted to be like. I'm out, though. So you pull up to the you know, to the, to the film room. Is this, this is what he's saying. <laughs> What's your reaction to that? Well, I'm probably going to spend the next the next 20 minutes with a dictionary and trying to get every meaning possible that that you know what that can mean in every different situation so yeah that's probably what i'm doing all right so since we will take every statement and kind of alternate who goes first i'll go i'm going second on this one yeah i'm out listen mike this might be your last season in dallas we haven't even talked about what deon sanders is deon sanders has done in colorado 2-0. They won one game last year. Had 11 losses, all by an average of 30 points. And just that quickly, with 88 new players, he's transferred that program around. So, rumblings might get started about him potentially becoming the next head coach uh, in Dallas if things go awry. But I'm I out. Hope not. I, <laughs> I'm, I hope not. Why, you rooting for Dion? I'm definitely rooting for Dion, man. I'm a big-time Prime uh, prime fan. I'm definitely rooting for him. But I don't want him to go do that. I don't want him to go be the next head coach of the Cowboys. It's going to take away from his greatness. I feel that. And we'll get into that a, a lot more next week because what he's doing is, is phenomenal. Uh, but I'm out on this. Mike, just manage the clock correctly. Let's not have your season back-to-back years in an embarrassing fashion the way it did against San Francisco. You know What the hell were you doing with Zeke at, at center? What happened the year before that when you couldn't snap the ball? Let's focus on winning games and finally getting this team to realize their expectations because you have a top five offense, you have a top five defense, you got a quarterback who's being paid like he's top five. So let's let's see you, you know, scratch the surface of an NFC championship game, a place the Cowboys haven't been in three decades. I'm out on all this mantra garbage. 
All right. <laughs> we'll go from there to another team that I don't think we're talking enough about as a team that's feeling the heat. And that is the Denver Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett was awful last year. Sean Payton is new in, in the, at the helm. Russell Wilson, they traded for. They also signed him to a big money deal after that. In a tough AFC West with the Chiefs as the reigning champions. A lot expected of the Chargers this season. And a lot is expected of the Broncos. So are we in or out? on the Broncos being a playoff team this year. Oh, I'm out on this. As you mentioned, that division is brutal. I don't believe in Jimmy G and the Raiders, but I do believe despite that opening loss uh, uh, on Thursday Night Football for the Chiefs, I believe in Kansas City. How could you not believe in Mahomes? Never played a road playoff game because his team just hosts every AFC championship game since he's been the quarterback. And the Chargers with Herbert, I'm high on. I think the AFC East is going to get two playoff teams. The North could get two playoff teams, and then someone has to win the South. I'm out on the Broncos making the playoffs. I am out on the Broncos making the playoffs as well. As I love Sean Payton, I've loved everything he's done in New Orleans and with Drew Brees. Um, I just don't think I, I, I don't think Russell Wilson is the only issue. However, I think he have a decent season, but I don't think the defense will hold up enough to stop anybody. So yeah, I'm out on that. I'm out on the Broncos. All right. Next up, we're going to stick in the AFC West and we're going to talk about the Chiefs. Chris Jones. He's a pretty important player to the Chiefs, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, one-time All-Pro, and he even finished third in Defensive Player of the Year voting last year. Good for him. What's bad for him is the Kansas City Chiefs and his agent. They cannot agree to terms on a brand new deal, and obviously we saw what that could possibly mean for the Chiefs as they lost week one to the Lions. So, in or out, the loss of Chris Jones will hamper their Super Bowl odds this season. Hmm. I am in on that because Chris Jones is a is a really good football player and he's great for them on that defensive line up front. It's really hard to game plan for a guy with so much ability. Um, yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop too many people with uh, Chris Jones being out. So I'm out on that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, with, I'm in on it. I, I agree with you. Thursday night wasn't about their defense. It really was their receivers couldn't catch. Kadarius Tony put a you know put together a nice little highlight film for Giants fans who were annoyed with him for all of the oh, remarks man. he made post you know him winning a Super Bowl as if he had as if it was their fault for them being upset with what he was expected to do and how how far he fell short of that. Uh, but I- I'm in on this because, as we know, the Chiefs last year were not a great defense. They were pretty average. They were allowed to be that way because Mahomes is awesome and their offense with Kelsey is tremendous. But Chris Jones is the biggest part of their mediocre defense. So you remove him from that mediocre defense. And I think it's going to affect them significantly. So he has to get back. Uh, and I think they will get him back at some point. But I am in on the loss of him hampering their uh, their title hopes. All right, I like local angles, so I'm going to give you a local angle let's, here. Let's do it. And Brandon's got the Giants in the NFC Championship game. I'm praying for it. The Ty Butler is high on the Jets as well as, he, as well as he should be. But I'll let you decide on both. Are we in or out on both the Jets and Giants? Not only both making the playoffs, but winning a playoff game as well. I'm in on that. I'll take that. Um, I'll definitely be be in on that I think both teams has enough ability to get the job done will they get it done who knows I'm only speaking for I'm gonna speak for my Giants I'm in on the Giants winning the playoff game 
No question about it. I can't, I can't speak for the Jets. I'm going to let Ty take that one. Listen, I'm in on this, too. I, I love, obviously, what the Jets have done in this offseason, bringing Rodgers and Cook on board with Lazard and Cobb. And last year, their defense was special. I think they'll still be top five. I think they get a playoff win. The Giants, I'm not certain that, you know, all these people who have them taking a step back are correct about that. So I feel like they can get back to the playoffs. And then once you're in, could they have a game where, you know, Waller goes off and then Saquon also goes off and Hyatt catches a couple touchdowns and Daniel Jones is running all over the place and Wink has that defense all geared up and ready to go at the opposing quarterback. So you know what? I'm all in on this. I'm all in on this. There you go. Excellent job, guys. That was great. Great stuff. We will do this throughout the season. 800-919-3776. Quick uh, check on what's going on around the league. Bryce Young already has an interception that he has thrown. Falcons up 7-0 on the Panthers. Browns have a 3-0 lead over Cincinnati. Deshaun Watson has 41 yards, so we're looking to see if he can get back. 7-7, that's the score. Jags, Colts, Trevor Lawrence has a touchdown and an interception. He threw four of those in the play- in that playoff game against the Chargers. Uh, meanwhile, the Buccaneers have a 3-0 lead over the Vikings. Titans up 6-3 over the Saints. Niners are giving it to the Steelers right now. Brandon's making me look dumb uh, going against that 2.5 pick, but San Francisco's up 7 Nothing. Commanders up 7-3 on the card news. You got the Ravens, despite an interception from Lamar Jackson, are up 7-0 on Houston. We take a timeout, get right back to your phone calls at 800-919-3776, and we wrap the show. Todd Butler, Brandon Jacobs, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. You know the vibes. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Couple minutes left in the program. Our first show. I, I would say, Brandon, this has been fun today. I had a lot of fun today, man. I'm looking forward to the, re- you know, down the stretch, rest of the season, man. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun time. So you've got uh, some some more work you're doing on the network, right? Four to seven. Four to seven. Later so let's on. let's pump that. Who are you gonna be working with? Well, me and my boy JT, we're we going to get on and go at it, man. It's, it's been a lot of fun, man. It, I, I mean, I really love the opportunity. I'm just, just looking to get better. Yo, so you're going to be putting in six hours of talking uh, every Sunday? Every Sunday about you, football. You going to get yeah. tired of talking? I never get tired of talking, man. That's, that, that's what I do. Got a lot to say. So <laughs> I, I, I would imagine that, you know, you're going to have to at some point come off of this giant high horse and, and, and give my Jets some love, well, you know, as, as you start seeing them winning some games. Why would I ever do that? Well, can they win you over? They get this win tomorrow. Is that going to no, be enough I'm to gonna win tell you? you. I'm going to tell you. Yes, I mean, this is the business we're in, right? I mean, if the Jets earn credit, I'm going to give it to them. <laughs> it's the same thing, you know. If they earn the credit, I'm going to give it to them. I don't have anything against the Jets at all. I don't have anything against the Jets. I've had more success in New York than the Jets, so I have no reason to have anything against them. So if they See, start ripping you, off games and earning my respect, I'm definitely going to give it to them, and I'm going to give it to them publicly. Why you got to do that? You got to take shots. You, you, in trying to, you know, you, you do it so casually. I've won more than the Jets. Have, like, why you got to take shots at them? They ain't do nothing wrong to you. They didn't. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they did nothing wrong with you. They didn't do anything wrong to you. So can we all just live like like my guy Trey in Texas said? That we don't need to be bickering back and forth. We no, should be we don't. So let me other. give it to you. Let's go. The best thing about the Jets right now, what I could give them over any team in the National Football League, 
They got the best uniforms in the league. I take that, man. There's no question about it. I take that. Can I get your thoughts quickly? We didn't get a chance to get to this. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, he showed some flashes last year. Second season, there is a lot of hype around him, and rightfully so. We saw him at times wreak some havoc. What are you looking forward to You know, watching in his game this season? Well, he's definitely one of the players I have my eyes on. Um, First-round draft pick, came out. I think he played pretty well last year. I think guys guys like him only gets better at, at you know as they go. I mean, they they sole responsibilities to get after the passer, figure out how to beat the tackle in front of them. And I think you know I, I think he's going to put in the work. I think it matters enough to him to put in the work to be great and get better and better every year. I'm I'm looking for a big year out of him. And Saquon, you know, we talk a lot about what he did last season. You you think he is going to go out there and produce to the same you know level of production as he did a, a year ago? Yes, I believe so. I think if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, which I think he will, um, I think he can go out and, and put up a solid 13, 1,400 yards rushing, you know, turn around and add seven or 800 receiving yards as well, you know. So it would be – I don't think that's far-fetching, and I think that's something he can definitely get done. If he do that, I think we – I think our chances of going far in the playoffs have definitely, you know, just gotten bigger. Brian Dable, coach of the year, he, to me, was, and not just to me, I think it was obvious, able to maximize the amount of talent on this roster. I hate when people say the Giants weren't talented last year. It's disrespectful. You're in the NFL, you're talented. Now, when you measure them up against other rosters, yes, they fell short. And he was able to squeeze as much you know, juice out of that orange as any coach did in, in all of football, which led them to get into the playoffs and win in the playoff game. Correct me if I'm wrong, and, and you know Dave, I think he has to be relishing the fact that they are flying under the radar, they're being disrespected, expected to take a step back. And meanwhile, the Jets, who haven't won anything, as, as we all mentioned, in, in 12 years, haven't been to the playoffs, they're getting all the hype. So I think Dable has to be loving this. Oh, I think definitely flying under the radar is something that he wants to do. Not too much attention on him. You know, he couldn't wait till we got they got Saquon Barkley uh, all, you know, all situated to get out of the news with that. So, I mean, I think flying under the radar is the best thing because, again, if the Giants go out there and lose to Dallas and they drop the first three games of the season, no one would be, you know, no one would be shocked, you know, because they don't have them making the playoffs anyway. So, you know, I think flying under the radar is, is I, I, I got to think that, uh, that of course, Dayball is, is, is loving that. All right, and over to the Jets uh, quickly because this will be the last time we talk, you know, obviously prior to the game. We'll be back next Sunday doing this show, 11, uh, I believe to 2.15. The Jets got that Cowboys game uh, next week. Oh, wait, so does that mean you'll be rooting for the Jets next week against the Cowboys? Absolutely. There's no question. I'm going to get me a jersey. Oh, I was just going to say, can we get you with a Jet jersey, maybe snap a photo? Oh, well, I'm into that. Uh, Robert Sala's got a a big question mark covering over him. What have you seen so far from this guy, whether or not, whether positive or negative? Like, what's your stance on on Robert? I like him. You know, I I think he is a player's coach, which is always good in this new era of football with these new guys that got the iPad players. Um, Yeah, I I think the Jets got a good head coach. yeah, I think the guys love him, which, you know, which is all that matter. I think he's going to be successful in New York. I just think some of the stuff, some of the tension around the team 
has to die down. I think it has to. I think they should go fly under the radar, which, again, it's not their fault. They're not asking for this stuff. But there are some guys coming out saying some stuff that, you know, that you shouldn't, I guess. But that's the way they feel about their football team. But I like him, you know, for the Jets. I think I like him for the city. I, I like him for the Jets, you know, fans. I think, I, I think you know, when the smoke clears, I think, you know, I think he'll be great. Well, it's been fun, man. Our first show in the books. We will be back next Sunday previewing Giants-Cardinals, Jets-Cowboys. Hopefully both of these teams are 1-0 coming off victories. I do have the Giants winning tonight, as you do as well. We differ on what's going to happen tomorrow at the Jets and the Bills. I've got them winning. You've got them losing. But it's been fun, man. I'm so excited to do this show with you. It's been a blast. I'm looking forward to spending the rest of the season hanging out with you, my man, BJ. Me as well, Ty. Hey, looking forward to it, brother. <laughs>